Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the official Chella Toys podcast on Grapple Arcade. I am Pablo, and with me once again is designer of the new Bone Crushing Wrestlers line. He is a god amongst men. He is Matty Breeze. Hello. How are you doing? Hi. That's, I don't know if I can really agree with all of that statement, but I appreciate you having me. It's not for you to agree. It's, pride is one of the seven deadly sins. And, you know, um, you know, so it's, it's for yeah. us mere mortals to, uh, to bow at your presence that you are giving us new action figures in a line that, you know, hasn't been even, you know, everyone's wanted, well, not everyone's wanted it, but I think people are now realizing how great these figures were and uh, are excited about it returning. Uh, well, that's the thing I say, not everyone. I think a lot of kids didn't even probably know about BCAs and uh, right. are hopefully being introduced to this line and what it meant to us at the time as well. Uh, because, you know, it's pretty real scan and all that kind of thing, but it's a, it's a such a special line that took place during the hottest period in wrestling in the past, 25 years certainly so uh yeah it's very very exciting so before we talk a little bit more about that and uh the big name announcement uh which kicked off the line uh this week uh people have started receiving their dynamite kid uh action figures they look amazing uh that's the thing i mean they didn't chella did not have to give him the robe but they did i think people would have been perfectly happy with you know, just a Dynamite Kid action figure. Um, yeah. You know, no other Dynamite Kid action figure has been given a robe throughout all of the lines, uh, you know, through certainly bigger toy companies, you know, but Chella have done it. They've given, they've made arguably the definitive Dynamite Kid action figure. And there is a Matilda as well. Yeah, which, yeah I've uh, seen, I've seen pictures of people displaying it with Davy Boy and it, it looks seamless. It looks like they were meant to go together. So it's, it's a great figure. It is. And that's one thing I love. Greatest thing about being a wrestling figure collector at the moment is gaps get filled. Um, and and this is throughout every line. And Chella, are, I mean, they, they have three different action figure lines going on at the moment. And uh, all of them are uh, names who are being chosen for those lines have been carefully fought, you know, have been decided upon and it doesn't necessarily mean you know i don't know it doesn't necessarily mean that a name that was in one line is necessarily going to get a bone crusher wrestlers line if it doesn't make sense for them to uh etc you know it's the careful planning goes into uh who is decided for these lines and uh that that leads us on to the announcement for this week uh certainly i remember this at the time as a rumor uh, but obviously it never, never, ever happened. And there was a wish list that even came out and someone even asked someone at uh, the company that made the, the BCA figures at the time, will a blue mini figure get made? And it was just, it was just up in the air. It was neither confirmed nor denied. And obviously we never, ever saw a blue mini action figure in that line, uh, which is a shame when you consider, you know, so, uh, we'll get into this. Some of the names that were made, that would have been perfect to go with the uh, Blue Mini action figure. Yes. I mean, if you haven't guessed, you know, so far with me mentioning it about eight times, the Blue Mini is uh, the first name to be announced for the Bone Crusher wrestlers line. And uh, it's very, very exciting. What do you think about, you know, being the creator uh, of the line, designing these figures? What do you feel about this name being announced first and the importance of it? Yeah, I, I was super excited when I first found out that he was going to be one of our first ones. 
Um, I was a huge job squad fan back in the days. Um, his, the, his blue world order ECW days predated me just a tiny bit, but I was, I was all in on the, the, uh, job squad. So I was really excited to get to get to, uh, do that one. One of the first ones too. So really stoked. Yeah, that, that's the thing. When in the UK, we did not get Sunday Night Heat uh, as a full show until the year two thousand. We got like a highlight show, and if you were lucky, you would get oh, wow. to know what happened on Heat. I always thought that the Blue Mania made his debut on Raw when he cost Mark Merrow the match against uh, Dwayne Gill at the time. Mm, he didn't. Yeah. He made his debut on the Heat the night before. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this, so that like blew my mind. Once they all were uploaded, I personally wasn't happy because they were feeding with the brood at the time and i was a huge and still i'm a huge brood fan um and you know the fact that Dwayne gill cost uh, christian the light heavyweight title i still haven't forgiven Dwayne gill uh, <laughs> over that and <laughs> but it's uh yeah it's very exciting and the blue meanie uh, his run in wwf it kind of went under the radar a little if you didn't watch heats but he meant a lot to those shows actually and offered that like sort of cool alternative vibe to the Attitude Era at the time, uh, kind of in the way that uh, Raven did with WCW. He, it, it just kind of, they've looked like they didn't fit in major companies sort of thing, but the fact that they were there spoke to their charisma and talent and uh, drive, really. Um, and when you consider all of the health problems that, you know, Brian Heffron, Blue Meanie had went through in his life, which were covered really well in a in issue of the WWF magazine in 99 uh it's just it's a, like a wonderful thing that he was able to get there realize his dreams and it shows when he talks about his action figures now he takes this stuff really seriously um and it's really an honor for him to to get these figures so i mean did you have you had much conversation with Brian and uh, were the sort of decisions over what outfit should be made, et cetera? Um, no, I didn't really get any direct contact with him. Um, it's always, it's always been through the company, um, but there's definitely been, there was a few notes passed back and forth from him as I was working on it. Cause I think, I think I started with a different, a different shirt. I think it might've been, just a, a generic uh, BWO shirt that I just just did as kind of a placeholder, um, but definitely had a few a few notes on what on some some things that needed to be changed and tweaked as we were going along. Which I mean, obviously that's how these things work. Um, mm-hmm. I've had to do that a few times for for everyone now, but I've I've been really really uh, it's heartwarming. <laughs> what a great response there's been and to have him like retweet the announcement and retweet me and, and congratulate me on how great it looks in the end. It's been, it's been really great to to have him involved as much as he has been and really excited about it. Yeah. And I think, you know, cause I've seen the feedback from uh, figure collectors as well. If you weren't a BCA collector, you may think that the Blue Mini may be a, an odd choice to launch a line with. But again, if you were collecting BCAs back then, you understand what a gap the Blue Mini is. Right. In, yeah, uh, this is yeah, it's a big missing piece. That's for sure. Mm. Um, and when you consider, you know, because there is an Al Snow in his job squad gear. I mean, there's a there's a couple, really. Uh, there's a Bob Holly in his job squad gear. Mm-hmm. Um 
But there are Goldus figures that he can interact with, and uh, yep. you know Ken Shamrock, all involved in that Ryan Shamrock storyline. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, possibilities, and and he will look perfectly in place in an Attitude Era BCA lineup. So, what were were there certain um, when designing the line generally? Because I've been lucky enough to see some of the names involved and stuff like that. Do you have to look at when you look at a name? in the line, such as Blimini, since we're talking about him. Do you have to look at other figures that he did interact with at the time and look at scaling and making parts in proportion and all that kind of thing? Is that quite a task sometimes? Yeah, I mean, I didn't really, I wasn't too concerned with the overall scale because obviously they weren't concerned with scale too much in the original no. <laughs> line. I mean, if you look no, at Goldust like, is tiny, really. If you right, yeah. yeah. They were they were all over the place, and and tall guys were the same size as little guys. So, I mean, I wasn't too concerned with that. Um, like I had mentioned last time I was on, with my customization background, that was basically how I I went about designing all of these to make them look like they fit in the line. So the first thing I did, since obviously Meanie's a bigger guy and he was a bigger guy <laughs> during that time period, of course. So I I started off looking at the Mark Henry figure because that was probably back then from the original line, the closest kind of build to, to Meanie at the time. So that was kind of my jumping off point was I used a lot of Mark Henry, looked at how that figure was put together and kind of based it off of that. That's cool. So, um, yeah, which Mark Henry do you prefer? Do you prefer Series Six or do you prefer Livewire? Oh gosh, what was the difference? I can't even remember now. <laughs> Livewire was that kind of that set generally the blue. Was kind of the yeah, it was alternate gears. So like Vader and uh, Mark Merrow was in oh. the red and uh, yeah, yeah. N- no, I, I went with the, the the Series Six for sure. That was the the one that I had. Yeah, definitely the best. No, that was the one that came out over here as well. Yeah, uh, and and really, he didn't wear the hat by the time he changed the gear, so they should have made a new head for him. That's one thing right. that they didn't do. Um, yeah. yeah, see, in 2021, into 2022, I don't think we can get away with uh, reused heads anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I'm pretty sure we're going to try to never reuse any heads in the, the Bone Crushing Wrestlers <laughs> line. I can't guarantee it, but I'm pretty sure we're going to try. With the, uh, the Blue Mini figure, um, Oh, I don't know if I can get scoops here or not because obviously, uh, <laughs> in in the other line from Cella, uh, there is a full BWO lineup. So, it, it, does that mean there could be more meanies at least? Uh, since the cat's out the bag about meanie, um, you know, I that's not something I've been privy to. Um, I don't know between Jack and Charles since they're the producers of the project if if they've talked about it, but I mean you've got the molds done and everything. I don't know how much harder it would be to, to change the paint schemes, but that seems like, I mean, obviously with the, it's the wrestling megastars line. Yeah. They've done, they've done a few repaints now. So I, I could see it happening for sure. And I would, I would definitely be down with that. This is all just speculation. And Charles <laughs> might be having a heart attack here. We don't, we do not know. Um, don't say this- it. <laughs> Well, this is me trying to be, again, investigative journalist. But again, from from collecting those figures, though, um, 
it's it's kind of weird. Like the Yokozunas and the Mark Henrys, I loved holding those figures, the bigger figures. And they were right. really toyetic as well. And the Blue Mini is going to be great for that. I mean, so, uh, you know, some some questions. Uh, is it going to be very much like the BCAs where the arms and legs, obviously they have to be rubber to have the uh, the bone crunching noise, but the body's right. going to be plastic and the head's going to be rubber as well, I'm guessing. I believe, because I've seen, I mean, we've all seen the video now of how the action works. And obviously those, those were rubber. Yeah. Um, and I'm fairly certain that the bodies themselves will be the hard plastic. I don't, I, I I'm not hundred percent sure, but I, I think that's what I've been told is that they will, will be the plastic and the, the limbs will be rubber just like the, the originals. I mean, I, I obviously don't know anything about making figures, but that seems like a, whole new animal when you have to use two different materials like that to right. to make a figure um yeah that's i never knew that was one thing that always <laughs> mystified me was on the original figures on the limbs they would have those little tiny holes down the arms and legs and i'm sure that had something to do with the mechanisms for the crunching action, but I don't, I, I've never been able to figure out exactly what those were for or what, but. I just assumed it was so you could hear the crunching. Oh yeah. That's, more that's clearly. Possible. Like that, yeah. That's my thing. Like uh, a lot of the heads as well on BCAs weren't, you couldn't turn them around. Do you know if that's going to be the case with, because obviously you want to stay as true to the originals as possible, but you know, like it's again, 2021 figures have evolved, etc. And yeah. I know that's not necessarily the point of the bone crushing wrestlers, but do you know if the heads are going to be like a point of articulation? Um, I, I want to say they are fixed. Um, I put, I mean, on the, I can't remember if it's on my original turnarounds that they released the artwork of, but I, I believe the specification says five points of articulation. So that would be two arms, two legs and waist. Um, so I, yes. I want to say, I want to say they're fixed. Mm-hmm. And then, and, you know, I, I totally get it. And that's what we expected of BCAs. That's just how it was. I mean, and, and um, God, there were certain BCAs that they had to make a point on the, the back of the box saying these do not come with bone crunching action. Right. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you, you get what you were given, I guess, at the point. But I remember an interview with Vince McMahon when uh, I think he was on Conan O'Brien or something like that, as my cat makes a, makes a sunny. cameo. That's Sonny. <laughs> uh, again, not Tammy Sitch. Um, hello, Sonny. Anyway, so um, <laughs> Vince is on like Conan O'Brien or something like that, and they pull out his ringside uh, figure. And they mock how much it didn't move at all. And Vince was <laughs> yep. like, actually, that arms, that's pretty accurate. That's about all I can do. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Up and down. That's it. Shouldn't that Vince, though? All I'm saying is, shouldn't that Vince have had bendable legs for the announce table? Yeah, that, that would have made a lot more sense. But... I, I was I was just never understood that. I mean, I'm guessing good customizers could maybe take Jim Ross's legs off and uh, put them on Vince. I mean, how, how advanced did you get with customizing? What was your most uh, elaborate custom? Oh boy. Um, I can't remember how, let's see here. I know, like I mentioned last time that that one psychosis had a removable mask that I had sculpted out of, I think it was, it was a stuff called model magic. That's kind of like a foam clay. And I basically used that because it was, air dry and like 
obviously I don't want to put <laughs> figures in the oven for, I, I, pro- I think I probably tried doing something with Sculpey and putting one in the oven and it probably melted. And that yep. was when I started using the other air dry stuff. But yeah, that psychosis had a, a removable mask. And I remember I used to, I used to use that same stuff to make a lot of like removable NWO and DX shirts um, that would just like slide over like the sleeveless kind that would just slide over your head. Um, but yeah, I can't, I, like I said, I wish, wish I had more pictures of the old stuff. Cause I could really, I could remember more of what I did. I know there was, I made one Sandman where I think I sculpted the whole head. It was just a completely original sculpt. Wow. But I think when I went to put it on the body, it ended up, it was a little bit too big. So he had this ginormous head, but <laughs> yeah. So were you, you were customizing BCAs um, at the time or was it retrospectively when you started doing it? It was, it was during the time. Yeah. I remember, I obviously I can't remember any specific names, but I, I know for a fact there was times where a show would end and be like, Hey, that guy had new gear. I'm going to go put that together. So it was, mm-hmm. it was during the, the attitude era for sure. See, I was never good at customizing action, but if it's removing a part and replacing it with another part, that's about as far as I get, even <laughs> um, torso cracking terrible at it. Although there are a couple oh, of things yeah. that I would love to be able to torso crack. Cause it really annoys me when they give them super ripped torsos when they weren't <laughs> that ripped or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think about as far, you know, for me, it was like games like No Mercy. If I was watching a new show and uh, <laughs> I made Sean Stasiak or something and they cha- <laughs> he changed the color of his gear, I was like, right, on No Mercy, I'll make a note, <laughs> you know, um, you know, and, yeah. and you know, uh, do the computer versus computer so I could watch the matches and have a league and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've gotten into this before, but you'll, you'll get a kick out of this. Um, we got to a Royal Rumble at one point and I had, it was kind of a lottery pen. It was like a big ball on top of a pen with lots of little numbered balls in it. So you would kind of, the balls, six balls would go into the pen bit and those would be, you know, kind of like a bingo pen or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I smashed that ball open and there happened to be 30 <laughs> balls. And that's how I would do the drawing for the Royal Rumble. And nice. uh, <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah. And uh, when we got to uh, WrestleMania one time, um, I invited some friends over and I'd made the card and it was great in my mind. And um, I made them stand up whilst I played America, the beautiful on the keyboard. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. And I remember once playing attitude, um, I made a Vince McMahon cause he should have been on the game, but it was, it was undertaker against Vince McMahon in an iron man match. And I made it a one hour, legit one hour. And I was like, I am not watching this. So I, I played, started playing it. So it was computer versus computer, turned over, watched a TV show, then clicked back over like an hour later, and Undertaker was legitimately winning like 65 to zero. Because Vince had like <laughs> wow. no, no attributes whatsoever. <laughs> so when you were customizing then, did you ever customize someone who eventually just came out anyway? Oh, I'm sure it happens a yeah. lot. Um, gosh, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any one specific one um yeah I, I can't think of anybody in particular but i'm sure it happens all the time like like i was saying last time with the the samoa joe that was back when he was in in upw before wwe before ring of honor um and then i remember 
years later when he was in TNA, his first uh, Toy Biz figure, I showed that to my kids. I'm like, hey, hey I, I made a toy of him years ago back in the day. But uh, yeah, I'm sure there's, there was all sorts of them that happened like that. But you know, that's, that's the one that always sticks out to me. Was there ever a figure that came out that you thought, yes, I can use that part on a figure now? Um, you, there was like just such a, like a celebration in your mind that they made shorts for Mark Merrow so you could now use them on whoever or. <laughs> no, I, you know, I don't really, I don't think I looked at it like that. I, cause I was just collecting them just to have them. Mm-hmm. And then as an idea would hit me, I would go through my collection and figure out who I could uh, part with. I don't, I don't know if I ever really, if I ever really went out specifically and bought someone with a custom figure in mind, it was always just kind of like, okay, this is who I want to make. What do I have available to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did that. I did do that because again, I'm a terrible customizer, but I can you know, removing heads and stuff like that is good. So I would be sickened if I saw a figure where I just wanted the head and I had to pay mm-hmm. like 25 pounds or something just for the head or just for an accessory. I mean, I feel that way now about build the figure parts, especially right. when the set is, you know, four people who you don't want, mm-hmm. you know, you want that build a figure more than anything, but uh, uh, the things you go through as a, as a collector, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. um, so what, what wrestling video games um, were you playing at the time? And do you have any particular favorites? Oh yeah. All, I mean, all the Nintendo 64 the the Aki ones, uh, WCW, NWO, uh, Revenge, um, like you said, No Mercy. Uh, I can't. The last one was was the last one WrestleMania two thousand. No Mercy was the last one for the sixty four. Yeah, I've got them. They're all on a shelf right over there. I've, I've recently repurchased all of them, but nice. yeah, those were those were definitely always my favorites. Were the the Nintendo sixty four ones and. So much so now that my son was trying to play one of the more more recent 2K games with me. I'm like, this I can't play this. This is <laughs> garbage. Let's let's go break out the 64 and play some real wrestling. I agree. Um, <laughs> so with as being an artist, uh, did you hugely get into the whole creator wrestler thing? And were you a part of message boards, etc.? Like, because I I couldn't have made anything without message boards giving all the numbers and the the colors and everything for me to make someone um you know i had i, I had the creation the, the imagination but I, it never the the execution was always shit um, <laughs> i think <would> be the, <laughs> you know i remember i do remember when i bought attitude the first person i made was the blue meanie and um nice. I, ca- I can't imagine how terrible it would have looked now because you probably only had like four torso <laughs> choices and I probably uh-huh. gave him like Yokozuna. <laughs> you know? um, and I remember because No Mercy, uh, sorry, Attitude, you could actually put text on attire as well. It was really basic. So he just had Meanie written across his shirt and blue and it was terrible. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, yeah. see, so I'm guessing Creative Wrestler was a a huge thing for you. Yeah, um, I I wasn't, I wasn't on any message boards or anything like that, but yeah, we definitely, my brother and I, we, since we played it together all the time, we, we did that. And I hate to admit it. This is almost as bad as me throwing darts at my LJNs, but (laughs) we were, we were in a backyard wrestling federation in our teenage days. So we would always make ourselves and our friends and we'd have our, our own 
backyard fed characters that we'd create and that was always who who we'd play as so that's amazing so when you say backyard fit do you mean like actually you wrestling in your backyard or like a online yeah no we were we were actually wrestling you know on a trampoline in our backyard yep nice so yep. come on what what gimmicks did you have uh, did you make your own gear did you make your own belts etc oh yeah yep um i i was the zombie i was it was very rob zombie influenced i like came that. out to a kind of walking like, yeah well i I started out kind of as like the mindless zombie, but then I just became like a, a cocky heel. Um, but yeah, that was, I was the zombie and I was the uh, Canadian champion, which was kind of our intercontinental champion, our nice. second, second tier belt. So I made, I, I had an old uh, uh, play tag belt that I took apart and cut some stuff off and painted a Canadian flag in the background. And that was our Canadian championship belt that I, that I carried around proudly for many years. Uh-huh. Did you ever get injured? Did anyone get injured? Um, I never did because I was a huge wuss. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my buddy, my buddy Pete, his name was new rave, which <laughs> was a mashup of new Jack and Raven. Beautiful. And Beautiful. Uh, so he was, he was our, our hardcore icon. So he was, he was always the one jumping off of roofs through what we, wow. uh, okay. what we called tables. It was just plywood on a couple pieces of two by fours. And, but he, he probably cut himself up pretty bad a few times, but, uh, no, I was, I was definitely the, I believe I'd be known as the chicken shit heel. So, uh, <laughs> I, I would always escape without any real bodily harm. Ooh. Um, so what, which part of America are you from again? You're West coast. Um, yeah, I'm Northwest. So that's, um, where exactly? Sorry. Uh, uh Washington state, Washington state. So, yep. um, did you go to WWF shows as a kid? Cause that's the thing when I'm chatting with friends in the UK, a lot of the shows, cause WWF did come over here, but it wasn't like it was twice a year and it was only once in your city. If you were lucky, Right. Um, so it was lots of independent shows or under faker, you know, or fake Kane, those <laughs> kind of shows are oh, dude. So yeah. many of those bad ones. And, um, you know, the, the, we weren't stuck for choice, but actual WWF wrestling or, 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 or WCW or ECW or anything like that just never came over here really. Um, yeah. when, you know, in, you know, compared to America. So what we, what types of shows were you going to see? Did you get to see WWF much or? Yeah, because um, I, I grew up in, in Spokane, Washington, which is on the opposite side of the state from Seattle. Um, so it's it's a little bit smaller city, so they didn't come around as often. Uh, but I know we went to, I think there was only one, one WCW house show that I went to. I think they might have come back later, but by that point, I just wasn't interested. Um, I believe the, the main event was uh sting versus giant and that was when giant was in his uh his gimmick was just he smoked so he, <laughs> yeah yeah i remember that yeah, he good. came out to the ring smoking <laughs> and i believe sting came out wearing a t-shirt and jeans and that was that was the main event it and stopped I, caring by that point didn't it what, what yeah, was this like late night yeah maybe was this wolfpack sting or? no this was this was still crow sting okay. um because that would have been 90 i want to say 97 okay possibly 
but yeah, but then WWF would come by, they would do, they would do their swing where they would do a, a house show in Spokane. And then they would probably do, I think they did raw there once and then realized they should never do that again. <laughs> but then they would, they'd usually do the swing through Seattle and Tacoma. So we would always, we'd go to the house show in Spokane and then follow them to the Seattle loop. So we'd usually see about three or four shows in a row and uh, WrestleMania 19 obviously was in, it was in Seattle. So we went to that and we were there probably it was at least a week because I think we saw five or six shows in that week that they were just various, like a house show. And then they did a, a the raw the next night and probably a SmackDown taping. And so we would always for sure see them when they would come through and travel. Cause it's only about eh, 400 miles or so to Seattle. So. Did you go to the access and all that kind of stuff? Cause this was we before did. hall of fame. It was just before that, wasn't it? So yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm actually on the WrestleMania 19 DVD. <laughs> um, there's a part where it was from the, uh, Oh gosh, what was the, there was a show on Sunday nights that was kind of like their news show. Oh, bite. Oh, it wasn't bite this. No, it had the logo was an eyeball. I've got the DVD oh, somewhere. Confident, confidential. Confidential. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, because Rest, WrestleMania 19 was actually the the week the weekend before my wedding, so we we missed the the next week's shows because obviously I had just been got married, uh. so we never saw it. And then finally, my brother and I, or my brother, watched the DVDs. Like, hey, do you remember what you were doing when we walked into Access? Like, because I'm watching it right now. Like, oh, okay. So, like I said, our, our friend Pete, that was a new rave, he kind of does the, <laughs> it shows him coming in doing the Booker T where he hold a hand up to his face. And do you remember that? Yeah. Cause they yeah, showed the you, clip on, on mania as well. It's not just on the DVD. It's, it was aired yeah. on Russell. That's incredible. <laughs> yep. So I've been immortalized on the, the WrestleMania 19 DVD forever. Oh, uh, that's great. See, that's the thing I was trying to think, um, pay-per-views that were in washington um dc uh, had survivor series 95 i think that was the one that i remember yeah um, that's other washington though that's the other washington yeah, yeah. Uh, which i have to keep remembering um <laughs> yeah sorry um <laughs> so other than that then i do not know any uh, no washington okay it's it's become notorious because i think oh gosh there was a really the last pay-per-view they had there did they do was capital it? punishment or something like that? Yeah, that probably would have been DC. Oh, that's DC. Is it? I mean, yep. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Got it mixed up again. Got it mixed up. But there was, oh no, there, gosh, I can't remember what it was, but there was a really horrible, really <laughs> low selling pay-per-view in Washington when during Daniel Bryan's last run as champion. Oh, he's it, from there though. Cause he? he's from there. Yeah. And they made a big deal about it. And I want, I can't remember if it was in the, I think it was in the Tacoma dome. And they it sold horribly, and it had a horrible card. And they, I don't think they've done a pay per view there since, and that was three or four years ago now. So, oh, well, if it makes you feel any better, the last UK pay per view was in my home city of Newcastle, and uh, they gave up. Do you remember? Did you ever see any of the insurrections or rebellions? You'd only see them on the network, really. Um, it sounds familiar. Yeah, I can't remember if I saw any then or not, but 
Well, they, they started really. They had they had one night only in 1997 when and that's the famous one because Sean beats Bulldog for the European title. Then oh, they wow. had Capital Combat. Uh, sorry, that's going to be stupid. Capital Carnage in '98. <laughs> Um, and then the first No Mercy was in 99 in May in the UK. And then they had the American one in what October with the first ladder ma- tag team ladder match and everything. Um, right. Then by 2000, oh, well, the first 99 one in uh, October was Rebellion. And then it was Insurrection and Rebellion after that until 2003. And crazily, I don't know why they did this, but they went to the Newcastle Telewest Arena, which is my local arena. It's a dump. Um, <laughs> and it did not look good on camera. Uh, and they never did one in the UK since. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> um, so that, that yeah. was the week that Freddie Blassie uh, passed away. And oh, wow. they, 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 put the, they showed it on Raw. And then for what, they showed it on Insurrection. I don't know. I'm, I love Freddie Blassie. I've got a signed 8x10 just up there, Freddie Blassie. I've got his albums. Like, you know, the shit, but the, it's Freddie Blassie. It doesn't matter. Um, I've interviewed Keith Elliott Greenberg, who did Blassie's biography, and it was just like an honor to be able to do that. So they show the Blassie video on Insurrection, and I think they're just desperately trying to look for anyone who's emotional at all. But I don't think anyone in that arena knows who Freddie Blassie was. Well. And, um, they cut him a friend, Dan, who's kind of looking down like this. Then he sees himself on camera, and he's like, yeah! <laughs> And they have to cut away from it as quickly as possible. That was, that was very funny. Oh, no. oh, yeah. So, yeah, we, we could talk about this stuff all day and we, we'll certainly yeah. do this again. But Blue Meanie yes. um, is the first of uh, the announcements for the yep. Bone Christian Wrestlers line. Now, how many names per series are there? I'm going to guess six, but if I'm wrong, please correct me. Oh gosh, am I allowed to say that? Uh, oh, you're not. Allowed, oh, we don't give you anything. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I would, I would think that would be a good guess. That's, I mean, that's what they used to do, and that's what we're trying to emulate. So, mm-hmm. I, I know I've, I've drawn at least six. That's for sure. As time goes on, we'll be able to talk more about this stuff. Certainly. Um, but I, I don't think there was ever a, was was there ever a, a line from the the previous. Um, versions of the figures that had more or less than six? Not, yeah, not of the actual, I mean, obviously you had the weird offshoots, like the, the Ripped and Ruthless that had mm. four, um, but yeah, I mean, of the main, the main We may get, lines, we may get shouted at for the, or we may get letters written in, because someone will say there was a oh, yeah. from whenever. <laughs> um, but we're, we're, yeah, we're not uh, figure collections, we don't know huge collectors right. of bcas but we don't know them completely inside out uh my yeah. friend james actually does know them inside out he um oh god i think he he wants every variation of every bca so i know he'll be collecting uh the oh, wow. Christian, uh, wrestlers as well so I mean, oh god there's like what 50 or 60 austins just of austin you know um yeah. And, um, you know, he'll go for skin tone variations or even the ones where, you know, uh, Shawn Michaels ended up with Goldust's arm or whatever, you know, that kind of If it's really, you know, like I'm a huge Christian fan and he had two BCAs and uh, one of them had, uh, I think it was the Series 9 one, had either, had thicker legs and but also had the dude love legs, which were like quite skinny uh, mm. in comparison as well. I didn't yeah. know this. He pointed this out to me. Um, yeah. You know, he has all the different rings and, uh, you know, um, yeah, he's, he's 
but we've got to get them on someday because I think we'll we'll just completely nerd out about uh, yeah. Some and of that's and that's the crazy thing is I mean twenty plus years later I still see people discovering new variations and it's yeah. it's, it's nuts how how many mix and match combos they had. There was a Toy Fair article that's been circulating again now that we after we made the announcement somebody pulled it up and it's like the top 10 most requested i think that must have been it yeah yeah and he was he was definitely on the list so that that uh that got a lot of attention this last week because i know i i commented on it one down dot 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 like and people <laughs> were like hmm. so there's i mean there's there's some interesting names on that list too i mean there was i think china was on it but i mean obviously she she had i don't know if they if they she intended had, that she, she had figures yeah, yeah she, she didn't actually like crunch though i guess is what maybe why she was on the list she but, was like a block of wood wasn't she, she yeah yeah kind of had the, the the arms out and but yeah there's there's definitely some other interesting names on that list that uh might uh might uh be worth uh, looking at might be worth looking at and, and the yeah. thing is I've, I've said before that there were some figures from that line that i prefer to some of their more modern versions of having seen the or i mean obviously i designed it too but having now seen the the finished product um i can think of a few other people that might be able we could probably reuse a few pieces for that that they wouldn't have been able to use back in the day because i mean they might have been in a different company or something but i can i can think of a couple and and the, th- the thing is as well i mean that is to be expected as well if yeah. it's something that looks exactly the same but if it's going to be painted differently and stuff like that you know that is just i can't think of a line that has ever apart from maybe the lgns because you couldn't because they were literally right. molded from head to toe but it just makes sense for that to happen and as well it would it'll probably help with scaling automatically as well yeah, and that's um, you know. that was one of the first things we talked about was, I mean, obviously as an extension of that homage to the original line was we we want to reuse parts and we want it to be fairly obvious. So <laughs> there's I've already designed a few that have reused existing parts. So I, I hope that is, I mean, it's not just a, a money saving thing but no 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 i I want it to definitely give that feel of the original line too of how how much they did it and if if a part works we're gonna we're gonna reuse it and uh, and i think it's safe to say that if a wrestler is going to be announced if there is an iconic accessory that that wrestler cannot live without the accessory is probably going to be a part of that um i think that would probably be safe to say um You know, I think, you know, again, from having the the pleasure of being, you know, let into knowing a lot of the names that are going to be a part of this, no one is going to be disappointed. Um, so, yeah, I think we've probably said without actually just spilling the beans, <laughs> we've said probably all we can say. But, yeah, everyone needs yep. to uh, check out the Blue Meanie figure. And as you may have seen uh, on uh, socials, the announcement for this week, uh, as per the uh, Chella Instagram page and all of the social media pages, is Adam Bomb has uh, been announced as the next uh, big announcement for the Bone Christian Wrestlers line, which yes. is unbelievable. I mean, talk about just tickling that sweet spot of 1995 
names that need to be made. Like, I love that because he went back to that attire um, in 95 as well. So it makes right. perfect sense. It's not like it's out of the timeline or anything like that. Uh, there's so many wrestlers that who are in the line that he had matches against that it makes perfect sense that he's going to look good um, look good with. And uh, yeah, I'm very, very excited about that. And I, I imagine you are as well. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if he was the, he might've been the first one I designed actually. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've been really excited for that one. Um, it's like I said, going back to the, the customization mindsets. Um, I went back to an old favorite and used that the Owen Hart series six, that singlet body as kind of my basis of, of what, what I wanted him to look like. Um, obviously I didn't give him the, the thumbs up hands or anything. <laughs> I think I actually, I think I pulled some, uh, Billy gun arms as reference for They're that. Good one. arms. They're big arms yeah. as well. So yeah, they, I can imagine yeah. those. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I would, I would literally just, I would go onto the, the figure collections website cause they've got this huge vast library of images and everything. So I was able just to go on there and I, I could literally pull that Owen Hart figure, put it in Photoshop, grab the Billy Gunn figure, Photoshop the arms on it, find a good picture of, of Brian and, and Photoshop that on and just use that as kind of my, my blueprint as the beginnings of what I want it to look like, just kind of a mock-up. So it's, it, I think it turned out really great. It, I've obviously seen the finished product and I think it looks it looks better than what my initial drawings even were. So mm-hmm. it's one that I think, I mean, Meanie, Meanie was a, is a great name and one that I definitely was looking forward to from my fan experience. But when it, as far as it goes with that original 96 series, I think Brian Clark just fits, fits that perfectly. He does. And when you think, you know, the Shawn Michaels from that set, from the mm-hmm. first series is SummerSlam 95. Uh, okay, yeah, the, the first series might have come out in 96, but it's kind of based on a lot of 95 if you look at Taker and Debut yeah. Goldust and all that kind of thing. So Adam Bomb, um, you know, fits in perfectly uh, yep. with that. And again, a lot of dream matches that you can have along with a lot of actual matches that he had. Um, and from speaking with Brian, again, he's one of those names who I love it when the wrestler is so invested in their memorabilia and merchandise because you can just nerd out completely about it. And he takes right. this very seriously. I mean, the, the glow in the dark, um, Adam <laughs> bomb, which is coming out from, I've, that's one of the most genius ideas for an action figure I've ever seen. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That will be going very much in the, I, I don't have an original, I have the, the, the classic uh, one, but I don't have the original, original Adam bomb figure. And it's, out of my price range, I'll be honest. Um, right. So to be able to have a loose element on card, you know, th- that's the thing. I've seen comments from people um, who are on the same mindset, the fact that they can have a mint on card of this figure, um, like whoever, that they've never been able to have before or they may not have been able to afford a version of it or whatever, um, or it's just become so scarce. Um, it's it's an amazing thing. And um, right. yeah. Yeah, there's so many, so many amazing things to to come from Chella. And uh this uh this podcast, we we are gonna grow it and uh 
you know, I love that there's input from the entire Cella team. Uh, I am just the mouthpiece and hopefully people don't get sick of hearing my voice. Um, you know, I understand people tune in for the guest. They don't tune in for me, but uh, at some point we'll start, we'll start nerding out more about uh, things and uh yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just too self-conscious. I think it's just an honor to be able to do this really. Um, and more video content as well, I think uh, will be showing up at some point. I mean, a lot of these interviews that are on the uh, Grapple Arcade uh, page with Meany, with Adam Bomb, uh, with uh, Stevie, with, uh, with Nova uh, and all the names um, that have been videoed as well. So clips will start showing up eventually as well including uh, our beautiful faces nice. um they will be on there as well um <laughs> so yes i want to thank everyone for tuning into this episode of the official cello toys podcast uh merry christmas to everyone as well i hope you get some really fun cello toys under your christmas tree this year and i want to thank you all for tuning in to the official cello toys podcast on grapple arcade and we will see you all next time bye